Roger that, Houston. All systems five by five. But what if there is no tomorrow? There wasn't one today. Fascinating. Get away from her, you bitch! Welcome to the Nerdfest podcast. Today we've got Dan Watkins, Peter Johnson, Louise Taylor, John Farley. I'm Hazel Burton. On the show today we've got our film buff or film bluff quiz. And John came up with a quiz two minutes before we started recording. <laughs> Do you want to uh, introduce that one? Yes, my quiz is Nick Cave or Nick Cage. Awesome. And that will be later on in the show. So let's get started. They just took the credit for that. I know. I resent the implication <laughs> that John came up with the quiz. I was going to, but then she went to let's go to it. Do you have a problem with the quiz? No, but I, I have a problem with the suggestion that John came up with the quiz when it was my idea. He came up with the questions. <laughs> yes, the that's not what you said, though. You said John came up with the quiz. Well, I'm offended. It technically he has because he's come up with the questions which make up the quiz. At the end of every episode of Just a Minute, does Nicholas Parsons credit the person who came up with that week's subjects, or does he credit Ian Messiter, who came up with the game? It's Ian Messiter every okay. time, isn't it? That's isn't because it? Nicholas Parsons can't remember who came up. <laughs> well, that's as may be, but he still would know how to credit me properly for that quiz. I would just like yeah. to point out, you wouldn't have your idea if I hadn't asked John whether it was Cave or Cage. That is true. So, so why didn't you credit yourself? And Hazel wouldn't have asked that question had I not just said I've been seeing Nick Cave. Yeah, so it yeah. all comes back to John. Right. Okay, right. I'll, <laughs> oh, wait, I'll wait, 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 wait. Did I not originally say that Nick Cave was going to come on to Kylie's gig, though? Yes. It was me. It was Louise. It was Louise. <laughs> okay, so first up, we're going to do our film buff or film bluff quiz. So what happens here is we've all got three facts, but we've made one of them up. So the rest of us have to try and guess which one is the bluff. Dan, you look ready. I'm ready. <laughs> Go for it. Okay, uh, my buff or bluff this episode uh, is in honour of the fact that Angel, the spin-off from Buffy the Vampire Slayer, mm. is having its 20th anniversary cool. this year. The main cast recently got together for Entertainment Weekly and did a big retrospective on it, um, minus the late Andy Hallett, who played uh, Lorne, uh, Crev Lonesworth of the Deathwalk oh. clan, the host, mm. who I think he died in 2009, which is very sad. This might be a good time to come this. I've never seen an episode of Angel. Me neither. Uh, I Do you knackered seen something. <laughs> yeah. I really liked it. There were times, especially as Buffy was trailing off, that Angel was consistently a better show mm-hmm. to watch week to week. It dropped a little bit in the fourth season. They tried a really that long... one went really dark. Yeah, it went super, super dark, and there was very little relief... Or joy. Or joy in it. But in terms of episodes, there are loads of really, really good ones. And especially when Buffy was all caught up in Dawn, it was much nicer to be able to watch Angel and not have Dawn. <laughs> there was a Game of Thrones crossover? <laughs> yes. Right. Dawn and Dawn. If Dawn shows up in your show in season five... Um, <laughs> it's a bad side. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I've got two facts and one not fact about Angel. You don't have to have seen all of Angel to know these, I hope. Although you should, because it's really good. Number one, Angel's rogue demon hunter, Alexis Denisov, who played Wesley appeared in Joss Whedon's Avengers. But one of the Avengers has also appeared in Angel. Number two. David Baranaz's work on Angel almost led to him being cast as Batman. And speaking of Batman, number three. One episode of Angel was guest directed by Ben Affleck. Ooh. Mm. 
I'm not convinced by any of them. Never heard the third one. The David Bavens one, was this the Justice League that nearly got off the ground back around that time, the George Miller? This would have been Christopher Nolan's Batman, which came out 2005, I think the year mm. after Angel finished. I think that I've heard that before. Really? Because it's quite Bevins. a jump in yeah. sort of acting chops. I mean, much as I enjoy as Angel. Something a bit typecasty about being yeah. a, a vampire and then a bat. Yes. <laughs> he knows yeah. how to brood. They cast Ben Affleck, who has zero acting chops, so they're not really bothered yeah. about that. Rupert Pattinson's gone yeah. from a vampire to a bat, hasn't he? So Robert, it would be a... Robert Pattinson. <laughs> Rupert Pattinson. Rupert Pattinson. <laughs> Which actor was it? One of the six core Avengers. Was Mark Ruffalo in Angel? No. Because he no. looks a lot like David Boreanaz. It would have been a bit, bit confusing. Of... Yeah. Just to... Show my lack of nerd knowledge. <laughs> was, uh, Can we define the six core events? Chris Hemsworth and no one else matters. <laughs> <laughs> Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, he was. No, he wasn't. Scarlett Johansson. No. Jeremy Venner. John's favourite. <laughs> mm. That Hawkeye film's going to be Chris bad. Chris Evans. Isn't it? Was Chris Evans ever in Angel? He, mm, he did do TV stuff, didn't yeah. he? Before yeah. he hit the big time in whatever he hit the big time in. Not another teen movie, as established on a previous podcast. Mm. Which I listen to constantly and religiously, and I did know that. <laughs> hmm. Alexis, what's his name? Alexis Denisov. Denisov. Alison Hannigan's husband. Yes. 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 Hmm. It was very good. Well done. She recommended the woman from How I Met Your Mother to Joss Whedon, which is how she got Kobe her Small, part Kobe in Smulders. Avengers. Ah, that's ah, interesting. Ah, okay. Oh, lots of interconnections. I could imagine Affleck directing a later one because 2005 is about the time his directorial career was sort of starting, isn't it? Has he ever directed TV, though? I thought he jumped straight into film. That's the thing. I wonder whether he might have directed an episode to get his hand in before he went. Mm. I don't think, because it was not in like the latter days of Angel. Would he have done that? I'm not sure. I feel like his ego is too big. There's also a connection there. He he might be bluffing (laughs) us, because there is a Ben Affleck, Buffy the Vampire Slayer connection, isn't there? Ben Affleck was in the the original film. Yeah. 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 I don't think he started directing until like the late 2000s. I think Argo was like 2012, something Mm. like that. Mm. Uh, I think I'm going to pick the third one. Affleck. Yes. Yeah, I'm going to pick Affleck. I'm going to pick well. Affleck. Yeah. Louise. Yeah, I'll go with Affleck as well. I don't think he would have directed TV. As no casting director said ever, I'm going to pick Affleck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're all correct. Yay! <laughs> so Affleck never directed an episode of Angel, but he is uh, an uncredited background extra in one episode. Mm-hmm. Oh, There's a scene set in a diner, and Ben Affleck's just there having a coffee in the yeah. background. On his way to rehab. Possibly. Which Sarah Michelle Geller is in the faculty, isn't she, as well? Because they filmed that with her then-boyfriend at the same school that Buffy was filmed at. Ah. So for a gag, in the background, they have her having lunch. Ah. But while they have a scene that plays out there. I can't remember Sarah Michelle Geller in the faculty. It's a very background role. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, Yeah, uh, probably the most notable guest director for Angel was Sean Astin. Shortly after Lord of the Rings, he was looking to do something a little bit different, wanted to try directing. Mm -hmm. He was friends with one of the exec producers who uh, let him direct an episode in season four. Was it any good? Uh, Yeah, it was one of the ones that involved lots of Angelus. Mm -hmm. So uh, lots of meaty ones. They gave him a good one. Yeah, they gave him a good Mm. one. And the Avenger who guest starred in Angel was Jeremy Renner. Uh, I would have guessed him out of all of them. Yeah, he appears in season one as a vampire who Angel had sired, who uh, taught him to be even more sadistic than Angelus was. 
and that kind of comes back to bite Angel when yeah. this guy turns Bo-bo. up in LA. Yay! <laughs> yeah, but it, it's a really good, one of the best episodes of the first season of Angel. And I didn't realize until we went back and rewatched Angel a few mm. years ago. Oh, it's Hawkeye. I didn't realize he was an angel because this was before the Hurt Locker or any mm-hmm. film that he would have been recognized for. Cool. And uh, yeah, Berenos was almost cast as Batman by Christopher Nolan based on his work on the show. Dark and broody. When you say almost, how many rounds of auditioning do you think he got through? The website did not say. Oh. <laughs> I shall Google that. No, I, I do remember hearing was it, yeah. it. Was it his website? I was nearly <laughs> Batman, you know. <laughs> well, he's never really needed the work. He's kind of gone from TV show to TV show. It went Buffy, Angel, then he was in Bones for mm-hmm. ages. He's something new now, isn't he? Like a police thing. Yeah. So he's never been in need of the work. Rookie. That's Nathan Fillion. Angel's not in The Rookie. <laughs> Does anyone know why Nathan Fillion's grown a moustache? I don't know, but I watched Cars 3 last night and he was in that. He was playing a car. But Why did you watch that, Dan? Because it's the only Pixar film I've not seen and now I Just have. Just for completeness. And Nathan Fillion was in it, so... Was it a terrible film, though? No, it's an automatic 8 out of 10 because Nathan Fillion's in it. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I think it should be like 7 for a voice, no, no actual physical presence. Well, other than Guardians of the Galaxy, it's the only voice work he's done that I know of. What's he in Guardians of the Galaxy? One of the prisoners that Rocket rips the arm off? Oh, Or I something like that. that. Yeah. But I think it was because he was in Slither, which was one of James Gunn's previous films. Yes. He was also in James Gunn's PG porn. Which this isn't just John's name for a Oh, thing. no, he has shown me that. This is a genuine thing. It was a, a little short web series that James Gunn did called PG porn. It's basically one joke. So, like, there's a scantily clad woman in a cheap set and there's a knock on the door and it's Nathan Fillion dressed as a plumber. It's like, I've come to fix your plumbing. And then he just does fix the plumbing while she watches. And that's entire. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> just like, and then he leaves. <laughs> yeah, one of the few members of the Firefight class not to uh, be an angel. He had a good role in Buffy, though. He did. He was scary in Buffy. Yeah. yeah. It was like consolation prize for Firefight being cancelled. They yeah. all got part in mm-hmm. Angel. Yeah, but Joss Whedon almost didn't cast a lot of them because he was worried about it being obvious. Mm. But uh, he was told so few people watched Firefly that nobody would know. Oh. Oh. Oh, just kick him in the balls while he's doing yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> right, who's next? I've got a musical one for you all. Are you going to sing? Uh, no. <laughs> Anyone who's seen me singing on stage will know that is not a thing that you would want Everyone to Everyone has told me that by. the gig you were in the other night that I didn't see, you sang amazingly in. Yeah, it was really good. Have you, you paid all of them to say I, that? I paid 50 people <laughs> all £10 each to say that. Yeah, John will be starting a prog rock band soon. <laughs> okay, so my thing is actors doing duets with singers. Okay. So obviously there's a, a thing of this sort of Robbie Williams and Nicole Kinman did. Yeah. Maybe it's called outside. I hope no. that would be one of them. Uh, something stupid. Something stupid. So, um, maybe it's called outside was one that nearly made the shortlist. That was Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Lady Gaga did. Maybe it's called outside with <laughs> the Muppets. <laughs> okay, right. So these are three actors matched with singers and the name of the song. I can give you. Well, I can't give you more detail really. But <laughs> okay, number one. Steven Seagal did a duet called My God with Stevie Wonder. Mm-hmm. Number two, Sylvester Stallone and Dolly Parton did a country music song called Sweet Loving Friends. Mm-hmm. Number three, Eddie Murphy and Janet Jackson performed a song from the soundtrack of Nutty Professor 2 called Big Waist, Bigger Heart. Totally believe that. I totally believe, believe that one. Believe that one. Yeah. Was Janet Jackson not the love interest in The Nutty Professor? She was, yes, in in the second one. Yeah. 
that just seems almost too likely. <laughs> well, therefore, you have to discount it. Yeah, almost. It was no party all the time, which is obviously Eddie Murphy's finest <laughs> moment. Oh, I thought that was his only musical endeavour. Well, he's had albums. And Has he? Yeah. Okay. Could you do an impression of Sylvester Stallone singing, please? My sweet loving friend, Adrian. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm convinced. Not Frankenstein. <laughs> I could see Stallone and Dolly Parton getting on. I think they could be friends. Yeah. But then why would John bring up Steven Seagal if that wasn't true? Steven Seagal has a reputation as a country music star. Yeah. But a reputation is a twat. He has. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know about singing. I could believe him singing, but not with Stevie Wonder. I could believe that Eddie Murphy, Janet Jackson yeah. duet, but I don't know if I'm convinced by the song title. What was it? Big Waist, Bigger Heart? Oh, that's actually helped sell it to me. Yeah. It didn't sound like yeah. something you'd make up. I mean, those films weren't full of subtle humour. No. Yeah. yeah. It's just, so <laughs> my brain works, because I think you come up with an actor who's got first name S, surname S, and then that you thought of another actor. It's the first name S, surname S. So it's just which one you've made oh. up. Oh, I'm looking at them alphabetically on a list of yeah. songs on a website. Oh, which means that the Eddie Murphy one will be false. Oh, I've been flicking back and forth on a... I don't want to know. It's the day more. <laughs> <laughs> the more unlikely one for me will be Steven Seagal. I think he's more likely to sing than... It's not did he sing, it's did he do a duet with Stevie Wonder called My God. Stevie Wonder's got, you know, standards. Yeah. Is Steven Seagal not something like a Buddhist or something? He is, yeah. But is there a concept of a single God in Buddhism? I don't know. I think that one's a lie. I am going to trust Louise and I will also say it's a lie. I'm going to go that it's a lie that I just can't imagine Steven Seagal. You are all wrong. The, uh, the one I well, made... hasn't guessed <laughs> yet. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I thought you guessed the... Uh, I thought you had to... What did that... I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I think, no, I think Steven Seagal was... No, yes, Steven Seagal was to be the one that you made up. Yeah. No, you are all wrong. The made up one is Eddie Murphy and Janet no! Jackson. Oh. Did you change the title? No, obviously Janet Jackson was in Naughty Professor 2, but as far as I'm aware, they never performed the duet as together. As far as you're uh, aware, how, how exhaustively did you research this? I, I, I did a good 30 seconds Google He made up the title. Mm-hmm. Very good. Okay, mine are on casting, and oddly an angel reference as well in one of them. Hooray. Robert Downey Jr. was almost cast as Ducky in Pretty in Pink and Zayford in Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Number two, the role of the young male lead in campy comedy Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, came down to two actors. The guy they rejected was Keanu Reeves. And number three, Charisma Carpenter, who played Cordelia Chase in Buffy the Vampire Slayer, was named by her mother after an Avon perfume. (laughs) So for the Elvira one, who got the part? Someone you won't have heard of. Which was kind of the point of the question. Right, okay. So and they could have had someone who was later a Keanu, huge star, but, but mm. instead... John, when was the Elvira movie? It was sort of the mid-80s. Now, oh, so that could be feasible. It's the sort of thing that I think I would have heard of, but I know that Pete has recently <laughs> been watching a documentary That's about, right, he about has. That, that, that film. Damn. Bear in mind we can see those things, Peter. <laughs> <laughs> I can see everything on Peter's hard drive. Oh, dear. Oh. Oh. Let's just say, you know, before you go to PC World... Give it a check. <laughs> I thought you said before you go to SeaWorld, that was even more confusing. <laughs> look at my pod, Shamu, look at my pod. <laughs> As if those whales weren't traumatised enough. Finally his fins raised. <laughs> <laughs> Little flippers at one last time. <laughs> oh, Naming your child after an Avon perfume is so ridiculous. Would you have made it up? Yeah. She's know. the only person I've ever heard of who's called Charisma. 
I knew a charisma. Did you? Yes. You yeah. No. There's a charisma at our school. You used to know oh. charisma, but you don't anymore. <laughs> oh, no. Hey. But I did see uh, your mum the other day wearing a nice a shade of hazel lipstick <laughs> from the Avon catalogue. <laughs> yeah. I think that one's quite plausible. Yeah. And Avon is a thing in America? Yeah, big thing. Yeah. yeah I think uh, that one's true. All right. So we've talked about Keanu. We've talked about charisma. I'm on the fence about Keanu. I'm not sure the age is right. What was the first one? Mm. Robert Downey Jr. was almost I think in... that's true. I'm pretty sure I that's true. I could see him true. as Beeblebrooks. I'm pretty sure he was down for the... What was the other one? Ducky. Ducky. Yeah. Yeah. Which was played by John Cryer. I think, yeah. He was true. around at that time, wasn't he? He popped mm. up in a couple of those films. Weird Science he was in? Yes, he was. Yeah. 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 I'm just thinking that Elvira, the actress, is a lot older Cassandra Peterson. I think that might have been earlier than you think, and I think Keanu Reeves might have been too young to go for that role. It was a teenage role. What was the first thing he kind of broke through in? Was it Bill and Ted? Point Break? Bill and Point Ted Bre- was before that, I think. Was my own private Idaho before Bill He was in Ted. Parenthood oh, yeah. as well. He yeah. was quite young in that. So yeah. these are all around the yeah. time, so the time does make sense. But was Elvira not a bit before that? No, no. I'm going to use some obscure knowledge here, but I know that Elvira made a guest appearance at WrestleMania 2 in 1986 <laughs> in the springtime. So she must have been plugging something in early 86, which would suggest to me it was around then. It's a very good pinball machine based on her. She has a licensed pinball machine. <laughs> very good, yeah. Did we see that in Las Vegas? Uh, yes, we did, yes. And there's a video games, some of which were written in Newcastle, I think. Really? Yeah, you didn't. You were didn't you involved in them, Peter? No. <laughs> I do like the movie, though. Mm. It's very campy fun. Okay, I'm going with Keanu as the bluff because he's he's in the news at the moment. So mm. he's had a very good year, and mm-hmm. I suspect he's been used as a sneaky. Okay, yeah. sneaky. I think yeah, I think he's too young for that. So I yeah, I agree. Yep, Keanu. I'm gonna go for charisma being the bluff. Okay, charisma is true, ah. and the bluff is Keanu ah. because it was nearly Brad Pitt. Mm. Really? Yeah. Imagine how different his career might have been. (laughs) Yeah, Elvira says on the documentary that we mentioned before that the film would now be hugely more valuable if Brad Pitt had been (laughs) in it. By fortunate coincidence, my buffer bluff is about Keanu Reeves. (laughs) And um, I did struggle to come up with something that I made up because he's an interesting life, shall we say. Number one, Keanu Reeves almost auditioned for a river. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, number one. He is the basis of a movement called Dudism, which encourages people to be excellent to each other and party on. Number two, he used to be babysat for by Alice Cooper. And number three, he only has nine toes. Mm. The first one... Is a fact we've had on a previous podcast, but it wasn't about No, him. but there's about the Big Lebowski. Mm. Dudeism is spelt differently. Dudism ah, is okay. different. Yeah, Bill, Bill and Ted say dude a lot. This almost feels like a people's front of Judea, Judean people's front of the Kennedy, <laughs> on one side. Splitter. Yeah. <laughs> what have Station ever done for us? <laughs> Apart from the aqueducts. Nine toes. Has he only ever had nine toes or has he lost a toe? He played ice hockey growing up, and uh, during an accident, he lost one of his toes. Mm. Is he Canadian? He grew up in Toronto. He's Hawaiian, isn't he? He's got very mixed heritage. His father's from Beirut. Can't remember where his mother's from. Babysat by Alice Cooper. Mm -hmm. How how old is Keanu? Did he grow up in In Hollywood? We just established he grew up in Toronto. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Would Alice Cooper be in Toronto? Oh, contradictory fact. Because he his... needed that babysitting money. <laughs> his mother was a showgirl and met Alice Cooper through that. 
Is that not the start of Copacabana? Yeah. <laughs> so if you knew Alice Cooper, was that the sort of person you would pick to babysit your child? <laughs> I bet he's very responsible. Mary Whitehouse once wrote to the BBC, complaining that the BBC were playing Schools Out Forever on top of the Pops over the summer holidays. And she said, if there is a decline in people going back to school in September, the BBC must shoulder its share of the blame. Wow. <laughs> was that in the book you didn't buy, John? There was a book for sale and it was the Mary Whitehouse letters, a compilation with context of all the letters that Mary Whitehouse sent to various people over the years. And there's some absolute gems in there. So I think that's going to be a future before bluff. So Keanu Reeves then? Yeah, um, <laughs> I'm going to go for uh, Alice Cooper because I don't think he'd be... Oh, is he Canadian as well? Fuck. He was, wasn't he, he was off his tits most of the time, like in the 70s. He liked his drugs and stuff, so... So did Reeves' father, though. He was arrested in Beirut and sentenced to six years in prison. Ah. So... Mm. And was this useful background or justified? He might have been Alice Cooper's dealer. Ooh. Well, Dad's in jail. I'm going to put the person in charge <laughs> who he bought the drugs off. Someone who's not in jail. Nine tours. I was trying to think if there was any occasions where you would have seen Keanu Reeves's feet. In but maybe that's why you haven't seen his feet. But he was in Point Break. Did he not run around in like a wetsuit with his feet out? Maybe a stunt feet. Or <laughs> oh, a stunt toe. Yeah. Could have a stunt toe. Maybe we're going back to the Big Lebowski. Maybe the toe that was chopped off the girl in the Big Lebowski was used to give oh. Keanu his... However, oh. how often when you're watching a film... Do you count the number of toes of the actors? <laughs> it has All to be the a very unless boring film. Unless you're Quentin Tarantino, mm. in which case every film. <laughs> well, Keanu's never been in a Tarantino film. That might be why. He's like, fuck off, nine toes. <laughs> I can't masturbate Is that why that. He's, he's only making ten films, one for each toe? Yes. Oh. Um, I'm going to go for Alice Cooper. Okay. I think the dude is dude, dudism. Is it dudism or dude is Dudism. Think like Buddhism and then add a D on yeah, that. Yeah, no, I think that's a lie. I think the other two are true. The complementary information convinced me on them. I'm going to go with Louise on that one. Okay. I'll go with the nine toes so we've got all our bases covered. <laughs> okay. Dan is correct. Oh. The bluff is the toes. Fully okay. toed Keanu. I counted. The movement is completely genuine and it evolves around something called the Keanu Code. It draws parallels between his roles in movies um, and suggests that there are unseen sides to our reality and that maintaining or living in illusions, in other words, our illusionary understanding of the world, would only lead to suffering. The only way out of it is to wake up, learn to live well and have fun. Wow. What does Keanu think of this? I suspect he supports it. <laughs> does the Keanu Code advocate mass murder if your dog dies? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Alice Cooper was a client of Keanu Reeves' mother, who was a showgirl, and she asked him to babysit for him growing up. And yeah, I completely made up about the toes. Mm-hmm. He did leave ice hockey because of an accident, but I don't know what. I, I think he's intact. Louise? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm a bit scared that you'll all know these because you're more nerdy <laughs> than me. My buff or bluff is about James Cameron mm-hmm. in honour of the amazing new trailer for Terminator Dark Fate. And also just because I think he's fab. Mm-hmm. Okay, so here are my three facts. James Cameron was the first person to reach the bottom of the Mariana Trench in a one-man submersible. Number two is that James Cameron came up with the idea of covering Arnold Schwarzenegger in mud so he could hide from the Predator in Predator. Mm-hmm. And number three, James Cameron is the fifth highest grossing movie director of all time. Mm. 
So he's got nearly five million just from Avatar and Titanic. Five billion, rather. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But if you add all add the Spielbergs all, yeah. together, I mean, he's not made that many films. The, all the Lucases. Mm. No, I mean, Lucas... Oh, actually, no, he directed all the prequels, didn't he? Yeah, Michael Bay is mm. probably quite wow. high up. Cause... If Michael Bay is more <laughs> successful than James Cameron, then I'm just giving up on one. <laughs> James Cameron did work on special effects before directing. Mm. This is specifically about directing, though. No, I meant, sorry, I meant the Predator fact. Oh, okay, yeah. Ah, right, okay. But he would have made Terminator by then. I don't think he had any involvement in Predator, but maybe Arnie just rang him up and said, this isn't working for me, what do you suggest? He did have some involvement in Predator, unofficially. Now, I'm trying to remember this, so I may not have got these facts completely right, but I think he was on a plane with Stan Winston or something and mm. did some sketches that ended up being the Predator suit. Ah, because Stan Winston made the Terminator as yeah. well as doing Aliens yeah. and the Predator suit, was it? Yeah, so I think he was on a plane with Stan Winston maybe around the time of Aliens and Stan Winston's going on working on Predator and James Cameron helped come up with a look for Predators. So that might be the bluff because he was involved in the Predator but not in that way. The trench is true. I think he's very much into his deep sea diving. Mm. But isn't the Mariana Trench the deepest point on the Earth? Is that possible for humans to go down that far? In a special sub. Yeah, but to the bottom. Mm -hmm. All the way. I think... I just Not feel even like, Attenborough's been that far down. I feel I've heard the fact, though. Yeah. It definitely made a thing called, like, Ghosts of the Deep or Voyage to the... Uh, something where he, he went did, down. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, did a lot of sea exploration for Titanic in the preparation. Mm-hmm. Who would the four directors above him be for that one? Spielberg, Lucas. It will be Michael Bay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ridley Scott? Ridley Scott's done a lot. Yeah, Kubrick? I mean, Not Kubrick. Mm-hmm. No. Uh, DeMille or some classic Hollywood Golden Age directors? Might they have Possibly. adjusted for inflation made more? Who directed Gone with the Wind? Four different people directed Gone yeah. with the Wind. Uh. If you think of Cameron, he's, he's had two big hits being Titanic and Avatar. Mm-hmm. Was Terminator 2 not really big? It was big for the time. but Not top 10 now. Mm. I would be surprised if it's top 100 How now. well did Aliens do? Again, hit for the time, but you're talking 100 million, maybe. Right. So it's quite likely that it would be fifth. Yeah, so I think that's right. So mm-hmm. all, f- all three are true. <laughs> so I'm going to go for he didn't cover Arnie in mud except in his deepest sexual fantasies. <laughs> I'm going to go for the submarine. I'm going to go for the predator fact. Mud. <laughs> mud. Okay, Glorious so the bluff mud. was... Arnie in the mud. (laughs) James Cameron didn't come up with that idea, but he did come up with the idea for the Predator's mandibles, which may have been the conversation with Stan Winston on the plane. He is the fifth highest grossing movie director of all time. The top four above him, and I must say, I don't know if this is adjusted. This was from a a listing that was quite recent, though. The top four was Spielberg, the Russos, Peter Jackson and Michael Bay. Uh Peter, Peter Jackson. Jackson. Mm. You, all, you all forgot about yeah. Peter Jackson. Yeah. And uh, across the Russo's, if you add together the, yeah. the, the two Avengers plus yeah. Civil War. So, yeah. Um, and Michael Bay, I told you. Mm. Yeah. And he was the first person to reach the bottom of the Mariana Trench. Ah, very good. He did that on the 25th of March, 2012. Researching Avatar 17. He just likes being in submarines, I think. Cool. Oh, I did have some other ones. Okay. James Cameron was the first director to direct both a $100 million movie and a $200 million movie. Hmm. Ah. $200 million was Titanic. Yeah. $100 million? It was Terminator 2. Hmm. Uh, James Cameron is the 
second wrong name, Luis shouts out most driving sex after Jason Statham. Yeah. Right? <laughs> He's just a legend. <laughs> you go back and forth, don't you, in your favourite film? Oh, it's The Abyss or Aliens. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and alien, I probably couldn't probably. decide between the two. I like The Abyss because it is every type of film in one film. It's like a romance and a family film and a disaster movie and an action film and a horror film and sci-fi film and fantasy film. It's everything. And Aliens is just kick-ass. Aliens is just cool. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm the only person in the world who liked Avatar. Maybe I'm the only person who rewatches it and still enjoys the story. And I credit that to James Cameron, who was an amazing storyteller, I think. Mm-hmm. Apart from the slightly mystical mumbo-jumbo about the tree, um, I, I really liked that as a story. And I thought, um, well, Sam Worthington was. Yeah. 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 I thought he did a really good job in it too. And it had Sigourney Weaver. It did. Mm-hmm. She's back for the sequel, Sigourney Weaver, which is confusing. But she died. Uh-huh. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. She's, she's signed uh-huh. up for the sequels. She might be the voice in the tree or something like that. Or Big Game of Thrones. Yeah. Sort of force ghosty kind of yeah thing. as much as i loved avatar not so excited about the idea of more of them i kind four of more. liked it as, oh god four. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> is james cameron directing all of them yeah, yeah. back yeah. to back oh. i think it'll take I forever it's quite difficult directing back to back like with your ad like with your ad or something <sighs> yeah, it'd be easy if you could just separate both look in the same direction i think he's probably cloned himself i think if anybody can james cameron mm. can that's been why it's taken so long. Yeah. He's been perfecting that. Technology. I'd love him to just go back and do a Terminator, do a little gritty, low budget, nasty action film. I'd kind of like him to get over the submarine thing and do mm-hmm. some more yeah. big yeah. action. Well, Oddly, I was just looking at the budget for the Terminators last week, and the first one was 6.8 million to make. The other one was over 100. Really? I was surprised it, Terminator was that high. Because we watched it again last week or the week before, didn't we? The first one. Yeah. yeah. And it's very compact. It's a very contained story. But did it not still have a fair amount of effects for the time, though? And the the um, the scene, like the flashback scene, or not flashbacks, flash forwards to the Skynet-controlled world mm-hmm. were quite elaborate and impressive. Yeah, I guess so. You don't believe me, do you? <laughs> <laughs> You're humouring me. <laughs> no, I think I prefer Terminator to Terminator 2. I'm in the minority there. No, I, I would agree with you. I, um, mm. I'm, I'm kind of torn. I think Edward Furlong does push me back towards Terminator. Though. Yeah. How did our tweet result? It was, uh, it was, I think, 55% Terminator 2, 45% Terminator. Oh. Mm. Resounding victory will of the people. <laughs> I'll change my mind and say Terminator 2 is a better film if we don't have to do a Brexit. <laughs> That's wow. <laughs> Are you ready for a bit of hot quiz action? Hot quiz action. So today's quiz combines two of my favourite things in the world. Do we have to guess what they are? Yes. <laughs> we all know. No, it's a, yeah, yeah, we know. And it's just a coincidence that two of my favourite things in the world are Nick Cage and Nick Cave. Louise. <clears throat> two of my favourite things in the world that aren't Louise. Oh, that's so sweet, No, John. that's no better. <laughs> 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 that doesn't necessarily imply she is. That's like two of my favourite things in the world that aren't. That it could be anything, couldn't it? What were you about beer. to compare me to there? Alcohol free beer. Oh dear. <laughs> Anyhow, yes, two of my favourite things that aren't Louise or Leeds United are the similarly titled Nick Cage and Nick Cave. Nick Cave, the popular singer from the Bad Seeds. Nick 
Cage, the amazing award-winning actor. Sorry, we're talking about a different Nick Cage. Such films as... He won an award. (laughs) He's got an Oscar. Yeah, turned on the bath Christmas lights. (laughs) He'll do... (laughs) Why bath? (laughs) I don't know. I think he he, uh, lived there for a a while. Did he? Yeah. He did, yes. Did he take the waters, do you know? (laughs) Probably. Yeah, Yeah, we'll do anything for money. But he won't do that. Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> imagine Nick Cage in that video instead of Meatloaf, or instead of the woman in the video. It's Meatloaf and Nick Cage, <laughs> and he's wearing that wig from his Superman audition. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, Nick Cave, known for his dark, sometimes indecipherable lyrics. Nick Cage, known for his dark, sometimes indecipherable <laughs> line readings. Okay. So I have here 10 lines, and I want to know, are they lines from Nick Cage films said by Nick Cage, or are they lines from Nick Cave songs sung by Nick Cave? And what's the title of this quiz? Cave in a Cage. (laughs) (laughs) So do we discuss between ourselves before we give you a collaborative answer? I feel like I should probably excuse myself from this based on the amount of Nick Cave that is played in the house. Yes, potentially. So just ask me and I'll tell you. Okay. Yeah, we'll we'll discuss and then we'll oh, come can, to a conclusion. Can Louise be our ask the audience? Louise can be Louise can be all three of your lifelines. Yes. Because she is for me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna try not to sing them or read them in oh, a minute. Please sing them, mm-hmm. please. Please don't. Line number one. Well, New York man, San Francisco, LA, I don't know, but Larry grew increasingly neurotic and obscene. Mm. Oh, first line sounded like a song lyric. The second line, this so yeah, yeah, I think song. But lyric. who would who would Larry be in a Nick Cage film? Do, was there anyone called Larry in any of his films? Probably in one of them. Mm. I'm I'm gonna go Nick Cave. I think I'll go um, Cave. Yeah, yeah, song lyric. Nick Cave. Nick Cave. That is correct. That is from Dig Lazarus Dig by Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds. Okay, yep. I, mm. I didn't know that, so I'm gonna play now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> line number two. Guns and wine, naughty priests. It's got to be Nick Cave. That's got to be Face Off, isn't it? Oh. I will tell you, it's um, not Face Off. Naughty priest. Yeah, that sounds like something Nick Cave. Yeah. yeah naughty. Nick Cage. Nick Cage. Nick Cage. Cave. Cage. Cave. 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 So we've got we've got two cages and two caves. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That was Nick Cage in <sighs> Ghost Rider: Spirit of Vengeance. <sighs> Number three. Well, baby, oh, it's not exactly my ties and Yahtzee out there, but let's do it. Mm, that's definitely Nick, Nick Cage. Cage. Baby, oh. Who does he call that? Um, it's Hit Girl and Kick-Ass, maybe? Nope. No. Is that face-off? Well, baby, oh, it's not exactly my it's ties cave. and Yahtzee out there, but let's do it. No, it's Nick Cage in Conair. <laughs> Conair! <laughs> 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 Baby O is the guy with diabetes on the plane. Yes. <laughs> I think my head Can is melting. more enthusiastic yes to that rather than leave yes. hanging. Yes. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Peter. Yes, it was. Well done. Yay. <laughs> I think my head is melting. And in a way, I'm helping to be done with all this twisted of the truth. That sounds songy, cave. doesn't it? That's Cave. Cave. That is Nick Cave from Mercy Seat. Hey. Yeah. One of my favourite songs, to which the last time I was playing in the house, Louise stood up and said, I can't take any more of this shit. 
Which is also the name of the sex <laughs> Turned around and just walked out of the room until it stopped. Number four. We're only on number four. <laughs> Hang on, we've had four. Two four. is five. No, this is... Yes, this is number five. So. <laughs> well, I'll crawl over 50 good pussies just to get to one fat boy's arsehole. Nick Cage. Hmm, I think it's Nick Cave. I can't vote on this. Okay. Because he sings it in all that the case, time. it's Cave. Oh, <laughs> 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 oh, what a giveaway. Damn it. Sorry. That is, that is Stagger Lee by Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds. And it's your favourite line from Stagger Lee. It's my favourite line in my favourite Nick Cage song. You've told Nick about Cave five song. different people that line this week as well. I have. Next one, number six. Everything I take is prescription, except for the heroin. Ooh. Leaving Las Vegas, maybe? Could be, or Adaptation, or something yeah. like that. Sorcerer's Apprentice or something for all I know, but um, <laughs> sounds cagey. Cagey. Grave Cage, that is, that is Bad Lieutenant Portal Call New Orleans. Oh my god, that <laughs> is an course. awful film. If you that want... film title got two colons in it? Yes. Bad wow. <laughs> Bad Lieutenant Portal Call, yes. <laughs> Small intestine. It's a great intestine. film. I think I also left the room and said I would not watch any more of that shit as well. Yeah. <laughs> By the time it's the second random close-up of a lizard's eye. How many times a week do you say that, Louise? Often. <laughs> Could Nick Cage play Nick Cave in a biopic? I would say in the last five years, he's just playing Nick Cage in all of the things he's done. Yes. Are you ready for the next one? The snowflakes are perfect. The stars are perfect. Not us. Not us. We are here to ruin ourselves and to break our hearts and love the wrong people and die. The story books are bullshit. Now I want you to come upstairs with me and get in my bed. <laughs> okay. Yeah, the repetition of yeah, not us, not us. There's a rhythm yeah. to it. Makes, yeah. yeah. No, that is Nick Cage. <laughs> no <laughs> way. That is Nick Cage in Moonstruck. Huh. Oh, to share. Yeah, singing to share or speaking to share. Mm-hmm. What did she respond? I think she shagged him. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it works. <laughs> That's like the second film in which a poor person's like, well, I'm going to give you the lead of the film, but you've got a shag share. Because there's Mamma Mia 2, wasn't there? <gasps> but nobody got a lead in that who had to shag no. share. It was Andy Garcia. Andy Garcia got a terrible small part in that and had to kiss share on camera. So, <laughs> leaving it there. <laughs> so Andy Garcia's got a terrible small part, has he? But, um, hey. <laughs> Number eight. Skinny white haunches high in skywood and a black oily gash crawling backwards across the carpet to smash it all over everything. Oh my god. Cave. Mm. Yeah, I'm going to go there's, cave. There's a, there's a poetic quality <laughs> to that, sort of. Oh, well, wait a minute. Is this from Mandy? <laughs> no. Oh, it sounds quite Mandy. It's from Rings of Saturn by Nick Cave. Yes. Uh, the Skeleton Tree album. It's the most beautiful piece of music you've ever heard with those lyrics sung over the top of them mm. okay next one he's a god he's a man he's a ghost he's a guru cage cage ghost rider of some sort that might have been from that one that i watched in the sack of fun because <laughs> he's a ghost because he can predict the future and he's a god because he knows things and he's a guru because he has a i don't know next yeah that's the one mm. so they're all because he can predict the future then that's the only yeah i don't <laughs> <laughs> I, I went through this film with you all. Ghost you lived man. it with me. Felt like I feel cage. like I know that from a cage film. Cage. Louise? Oh, wait, you're looking at me funny. It's a Nick Cave, isn't it? It is a Nick Cave. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Nick Cave of the Bad Seas, Red Right Hand. Really? 
Oh, of course it is. Yeah. Oh, God. That might be the wooden people who don't know Nick Cave. No, because it's, it's the theme tune for Peaky Blinders. Featured prominently in an early X-Files episode as well. Did you, did you watch the Dwayne Barry episode? You've not seen the X-Files. Why am I looking at you, Dan? <laughs> watch the episode of The Simpsons with Mulder and Scully in it. Yeah, they didn't sing Red Right Hand. No, they? they didn't. And finally, number 10. If I were to send you flowers, where would I know? Let me rephrase that. If I were to let you suck my tongue, would you be grateful? That's Nick Cage. Mm. Sounds like a song lyric. Oh, wait a minute. It's Face Off. Finally. <laughs> <laughs> it is Face Off, correct? Which is the I could eat a peach for hours line, but you've yes. left out the most famous bit. Who won? <laughs> won is a loose term there, but... <laughs> <laughs> well, I think Louise won. Endurance. But she's she's won she's already won the greatest prize a woman <laughs> could ever want. It's a consolation prize. The prize this one. of of the bag of fun. Yeah. Do, do you more? Don't often? call John that. <laughs> what I call him. John's got a sack out now. <laughs> Would you say I listen to Nick Cave more than I watch Nick Cage, or watch Nick Cage more than I listen to Nick Cave? I don't know because since I kept telling you to turn that shit off, I think you listen to Nick Cave more on headphones. I do mainly. Yeah. <laughs> so probably more Nick Cave, particularly recently, because you went to see him at the Sage. I did. It was amazing. That was a bit confusing. Nick Cave. Nick, <laughs> Nick, Nick Cave. I was trying to work out how to formulate the gag and I couldn't work. Uh, it was Nick Cave being Sage at the Sage. Yeah. On stage. <laughs> it was Nick Cave in conversation and it was one of the most amazing evenings I've had, not involving Louise. <laughs> And not again, I've said most of the amazing nights involved. digging. Most of the amazing yeah. nights involved you, but this one didn't. So it was um, basically. <laughs> Try again. Oh <laughs> and it lasted three hours. Um, <laughs> Nick Cave in a grand piano, and he came on. People in the audience would ask him a question, he'd talk a little bit, and then he would play a song inspired by that piece of conversation or question that he just asked. When I went, all the questions were beautiful. It's like, so um, one of the guys was like, I'm dying, what song of yours is the most suitable for my funeral and that kind of thing. And talking about his heroin addiction and talking about the death of his son. And it was this really like beautiful, emotional night, all these songs. And the next night, one of the first questions was somebody stood up and went, Hi Nick, I live in your old flat, where's the stopcock? <laughs> I wonder which song he played. <laughs> I think he's still touring and it was just, it's just absolutely beautiful. He's got an amazing voice and to see him, I think I was five rows back in the Sage and the last time I saw Nick Cave, there was 40 odd thousand people there and it was hard work seeing the stage. Yeah. So for winning the quiz, normally we would have to pick a film out of the sack of fun, but because Louise has to watch everything that Gary Netflix makes <laughs> you watch, is she exempt from this no. board? No. <laughs> but if I have to watch it, then you have to watch it, John. It's not a punishment for me. I was forgetting you like terrible films. <laughs> Get yeah, your sack out, John. Am I going to have to go in your sack? You're going to have to delve in my sack and see what you pull out. Based on past experience, nothing um, good. <laughs> <laughs> And while John goes to get the sucker fun, hey, so should we have a quick Hamill chat? Sure. Just to, just to fill in the time, yeah. Um, did you What's see... Hamilton, guys? I've never heard about that. <laughs> You've not been listening to this podcast, have you? Other podcasts are available. All right. Mm. Oh, the, oh, it's too late. <laughs> just in time. Uh, Go sorry. for it. Louise, Louise has the sucker fun. Dig deep. I mean, I always have it. I fall over it in the corridor quite often. <laughs> oh, you're not going to look, are you? Oh God, there's some terrible things in here. I don't want them. <laughs> We're still talking about the <laughs> CX fun. 
What's it? What is it? What is it? Oh, God. <laughs> One in 700 people wake up during surgery. Imagine if you woke up during your murder. <gasps> what? <laughs> Who stars in this? Hayden Christensen. <laughs> 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 this is so cruel. <laughs> and Jessica Alba and Terence Howard. It is called Awake. It was 50 pence. <laughs> Rob. Second hand. Glamour magazine gave it four stars and used the word terrific somewhere in what they wrote about it. <laughs> terrific waste of time, probably. Oh, God. Young banking heir Clay Beresford, Hayden Christensen, has everything, prestige, a beautiful new wife, Jessica Alba, and a lucrative career. But what he needs most of all is a life-saving heart transplant. <gasps> Luckily, the perfect donor is found, but Joy soon turns to sheer unmitigated terror when he finds himself in a situation few dare to imagine. He suffers anaesthetic awareness. That's actually a horrible concept. I don't, I'm not sure I want to watch that. And is inadvertently left completely alert during the complicated and painful surgery of a heart no. transplant. This is horrifying. <laughs> Physically paralysed but mentally awake, he hears of a conspiracy to have him murdered and realises he is powerless to stop it. Sounds like an experience similar to watching this movie. <laughs> yeah. Why would you plot to murder someone while putting a new heart in them? Yeah, you could just not put the heart in. <laughs> they could just, yeah. just wait a week. Yeah. I'm so sorry he didn't make it through. Yeah, that looks fucking awful. So, um, so will you be coming back on the podcast to uh, let us know your thoughts? Maybe. <laughs> You've now made it. When she comes back, she's going to have to have watched that film. Oh, uh, yeah. so Guaranteed you... we'll never see Yeah, again. bye. <laughs> it was nice being here. <laughs> oh, dear. Hayden Christensen. We, we did question our previous podcast what he'd been up to, didn't we, since Star Wars? There you go. That in um, in 2007, he was doing that. Uh, well, Jumper came out after that. It says mm. Hayden Christensen of Jumper, well, Jessica Alba of Fantastic Four. He does Star Wars Celebration now, so... Does he look happy about it? Yeah, he seems to, because there's a whole generation of Star Wars fans now that grew up with the prequels, and oh, those no. are their Star Wars films. So it's so sad. Yeah, and especially <laughs> with Clone Wars and the cartoons... Anakin is one of the big characters for a lot of people now, so he's doing okay. He married Summer from the OC, I believe. Well, he had a baby with her, but she is now married to somebody else. Oh, poor Hayden. Oh, poor Hayden. Yes. No, they split up. No, I'm... Uh, never mind. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> no, uh, Seth from the OC is now married to um, someone who was on something else. Oh, good. <laughs> That's the type of deep research we do for the podcast. This, How's this Fisher is, Barton doing? This is why I... Well, she's... <laughs> no, she's now on the new series of The Hills. Oh. Yeah. She's doing reality TV. Which was like the sort of reality thing that was kind of inspired by the OC. Yeah, I think so. It's all come full circle. Mm. But no, I stopped speaking because I realised I couldn't remember the name of any of the actors I was about to say. So so and so is married to so and so, and yeah. yeah. Let's watch the OC, guys. Tune in next Not time so. for Lifestyles of the Rich and Obscure, <laughs> almost famous. Oh, I've now remembered the name of the TV series. It's it was Gossip Girl. Oh. So not Blake Lively, but the other one. That is who Seth from the OC is now married to. Adam Brody? Yeah. Yeah. Um, was Gossip Girl the one where one of them had that band, The Pretty Reckless? Was she oh, um, Gossip oh, Girl? Oh, the hell's her name? Can't remember. No. <laughs> <laughs> <Oddly enough. laughs> conversation on the Excellent podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you.
And that is all we've got time for for today's episode. Thank you very much indeed for listening. Remember to check us out on social media. We're at Nerdfest UK on Twitter and Facebook. But until the next episode, you've been listening to Dan Watkins, Louise Taylor, Peter Johnson, a man watching a Nick Cage film, listening to a Nick Cave album, and wondering why Louise is packing her clothes <laughs> into a suitcase. <laughs> into a suitcase. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Hazel Burton. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Quiz time, <laughs> quiz time, time for a quiz with Uncle John. Oh. He'll ask you a question, will you get it right and win something from his bag of shite? <laughs> John, where is your bag of shite? It's in the front room, I'm going to go. You found it? Oh. Yeah. yeah. Oh dear. I thought you lost it. Do I gather another podcast stolen our idea for this? I, I think stolen is not perhaps the word <laughs> from the much more widely popular podcast, but they had a bag containing lots of DVDs that were given to one of the hosts who then had to watch it. That they bought very cheaply from Computer Exchange. Yeah. Apart from that, it's totally different. Mm-hmm. Guys, you're getting parodied. Yay. Yay. Why <laughs> a much more successful <laughs> podcast. Aww. And if the hosts of Pilot TV are listening, invite us on. Um, yes. I was going to say, fuck you, Pilot TV, but um, yeah, no, we, want, we want to be on. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, are you ready for a bit of a hot quiz action?